0: This is Things You Might Not Have Heard, and I am Jay Cleveland Payne, and I'm ready to give you the weekend's latest in information, politics, current events, and pop culture. This is your go-to supplemental source for both mainstream and unconventional news stories that you might have missed, but a little added context to all of it. I'm going to get into 10 stories this morning, including on the teaser graphic, which makes it sound like we were just here on Friday talking about Tim Scott. We're back to Tim Scott with more breaking news, literally breaking as basically most people went to bed last night. And we'll get into that Off the bat, plus nine other stories in the weekend that you deemed as conversational, vetted by you, and then crafted into this newscast here. We'll go in deep detail on how the vetting process works, and you have some fun stuff to tell you at the end. So stick tuned, stick around, stick tuned, stay the right words, stick around or stay tuned or do both because they're the same thing and see what happens at the end. More information about the full offerings we have for The Conversation Project visit our website at thisisaconversationproject.com 10 stories for this morning. This morning happens to be the morning of Monday, November 13th 2023. As I say these words 5.50 a.m. Central Time live for you to see out there in the internet world. So let's get into the stories for today and get you started for whenever you're watching this or listening to this to get you into the news of the day. The week news. starting off with the first top story and that is tim scott suspends 2020 14 gop presidential bid last friday we did the open headlines with Tim Scott talking about his girlfriend who he introduced to the world after saying he dated her for, or was dating her for a year after the debate on Wednesday because people were asking questions. Now the questions are who do we give Tim Scott's money to because donors and supporters are trying to figure out who to back. Now the biggest problem with Tim Scott, the center of South Carolina, is the fact that he was playing the nice guy role. He was playing the story. He essentially was playing the Barack Obama playbook where he was using his story to propel him to the top of the seat for the GOP. The problem is, no one wants to hear the story of a black man or a man in general who made his way from pulling up his bootstraps and doing the best things and being a hard worker and is going to fight for your values. They want to hear Donald Trump yell and scream and talk about things that are kind of fascist, to be honest. That's what they want. They want anger. They want passion. They want anger. Not so much passion, just a lot of anger. And that's what Tim Scott isn't offering. Tim Scott is now offering himself up uh, at the altar of uh, the GOP uh, defense. We will see what happens. Chances are he'll go back to South Carolina and just be the old senator from South Carolina, the second senator back there. Let's move on to the other person who's in the news because they're still in the race, and actually still in the race. Best-selling spiritual author Marianne Wilson presses on against all odds in her presidential run. We posted this very, very, very early over the weekend, late Friday, early Saturday, and this story uh, stuck around long enough for us to talk about and made even more sense to bring it up because of Tim Scott this morning. Marianne Wilson is one of the people who is trying to primary Joe Biden. The other guy, um, well, we'll talk about him in a couple days because he's got some stories out there we need to kind of get into. It. But the guy who really has or the gal who has a real chance right now is Marion Williamson, who actually has very little chance, long shot in the race. And she's going to stay as a Democrat. She's going to stay in that limelight and do what she's going to do. Whether she's actually going to make any waves, chances are no. But we will see her continually to have her name out there, at least on lists and ballots, even if she's not making any waves, let's move on to the next story for the morning. The studios pleased—that's in quotes—by SAG-AFTRA board's vote to approve strike deal and quote grateful for industry restart. This is a pretty simple statement. Uh, the studios, the TV studios, movie studios, all the people who make the movies and television, are very, very happy that the sag After board is voting to approve the deal uh, from the strike. I'm not sure if it's been taken across to the general body yet. I really don't. Um, uh, but we just uh, sort of assume that it's done. 118 days for the full strike for the ro- actors, should say, the writers rep. theres was uh, uh, about two, three weeks ago. And we're going to see what happens as this thing pulls out. The deal was unprecedented. They're offered up essentially what the actors wanted after a lot of back and forth, including their final offer that Fran Dresch is like, yeah, you can do a little bit better. They did a little better. It wage and residuals increases and um, also fight over the AI protections. We'll see how this one plays out. Meanwhile, a movie that was done, redone, and made to hopefully do be better did not do very well at all. In fact, the Marvels, coming in at around $47 million, was opening weekend. The worst MCU opening ever, including the last big MCU opening, which was, of course, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania and... The Marvel's predecessor, Captain Marvel. So this movie did worse than Captain Marvel. And it may just be a we hate Brie Larson thing, whatever that's all about. It might be a we're tired of the Marvel formula, which we kind of know what that's about. It might be the fact that um, it was just sort of a blah weekend itself. The movie itself, not so bad. The movie was sort of, as my wife called it, the Marvel chick uh, the Girl Power Edition of of, Mar- of of the Marvel Studios doing basically the Barbie thing without the Oppenheimer pull over, and it made for some very interesting talk. It also no no spoilers to, uh, to give you, uh, brought in some ideas and some thought processes in the end credits and some melding of things to make the bigger story bigger. If the issue is, all the Marvel movies must be watched to understand all the Marvel movies, then that's one issue. If the issue is, this was a fun movie that we could get into without any, any backstory, then that's an issue because you had to have the backstory to even care about any of the people in this movie. Meanwhile, The next movie coming up is coming up, and we can't stop it. We can't hold it back. Loki is finished as well, which also has some odd ties to this one as well. You can see how the Marvels, that being the Marvel people that own the studios, are going to roll with the Marvels coming forward. Our next headline reads like this very long one. Bear with me. I'm going to take a sip of coffee. Deep breath. So I can make this make this work. This one is is really worth it. You're going to get your money, swordfighter. Of this one, trust me. Donald Trump receives a double bird from comedian Bill Bird's wife at W at UFC 295 alongside Kick Rock and Tucker Carlson as they watch Alex Pereira and Tom Aspinall secure big wins at MSG. So, <laughs> UFC 295 happened at Madison Square Garden this past weekend and. Donald Trump rolled in with Kid Rock and Tucker Carlson as in his entourage. He was there big time with big time guys. Uh, also, Don Jr. was there as well um, and all that great fun stuff there. But what really was a big deal was that people didn't really want to see the Trumpster. Not big fans of Donald Trump at UFC, oddly enough. And in fact, there was a little tiff between uh, Kid Rock and Bill Burr, who were basically near each other sitting there. And Trump got the uh, ovation and the chance with some booze. Although he did get the double bird from Burr's wife because Burr likes certain some fights and doesn't like him some Biden, some Trump, I should say. I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. screwing him, though I got it a little fast, so, so bear with me, Sorry about of that. Uh, a whole lot of things are said about what's going on in Trump world, including the fact that he's basically going to uh, go against all his enemies and send back all the immigrants and do a bunch of stuff. That was in the news as well. It's also in the story. It's a big story. A lot of what Trump did is over the weekend. And, of course, the fact that he keeps calling um, Biden Obama, which is kind of a thing. Big news on this one is the fact that the funny thing about it is that he got the double birds from a comedian's wife while watching a fight in Madison Square Garden. Meanwhile, in other New York news, FBI seizes New York City Mayor Eric Adams' phones as part of federal investigation and fundraising. This is an interesting story, and apparently it's a long-standing story. It was kind of let out of the bag, cat let out of the bag on Friday. In fact, there was a news conference to talk about this on Friday, specifically about this, and he talked about anything but this apparently despite the fact that it happened actually on monday and now he has his stuff back they took his cell phones and an ipad from the mayor to go through some messages because to try to see if there's some fundraising issues dealing with turkey now the sort of running theory is the government of turkey sent mr adams some money in exchange for working through some turkish issues That's kind of how this looks out. This may sound like a Bob and thing, because that's what it sounds like. The big thing was Adams was not the mayor of New York at the time. He was still running for mayor, still a city councilman in his local bureau, and just took in the money essentially as a campaign contribution to help him become mayor. Now, it is illegal to take funds from other governments to run any campaigns in the United States, period. You can't take money from another government because they're not from your nation, and they could influence things. In theory, we'll see if the theories or the actual accusations come down to anything soon. Chris Wallace and Christina Amapour, CNN Show, off to lackluster start after line... An overhaul. Uh, after it not being on TV for a while, as big time write-ups coming up on Christiane Amapur, being the person who's in the know on all their, their international things, but not having an actual place on the network for most cases, and Chris Wallace, who was brought over from uh, Fox News uh, to be a part of the CNN Plus, which blew up you know, a week after CNN Plus was launched, having not little to do, but do some election coverage, they decided to give them Saturday shows and overall the look, do overall uh, change and look for the Saturday morning time slots looking a lot like the sunday shows where there's sunday shows going on and on and on chris wallace takes a, a reboot of the mclaughlin report which i actually loved back when i was like seven so you know how i'm much a nerd i am and christina poor gets a chance to do long-form interviews and stuff that's international the problem is no one's watching it i'm not watching chris wallace i'm not watching christina Lapore and all i watch is cnn so that kind of tells you where it is and that's the case what's going on Cable is dying. Cable News is having serious dying issues. And bringing in old hands to bring old hand stuff in, it's not bringing in the young viewers who are looking for the TikToks to get their news. Pedro Pascal no longer returning to Mandalorian Season 4. This is big news as we last left not so much on a... um, Cliffhanger, but uh more or less the looking like the end of a trilogy, where uh, Pedro Pascal became more or less the sheriff of the of the planet that's run by um, Apollo Creed, because he's Apollo Creed. Trust me, and just leaning on that one. So, but the big thing is Pedro Pascal wants to do other things. Apparently, he wants to release himself from the burden of wearing the armor and the helmet all the time. So, looks like. Mandalin season four, Mandalorian season four, Mandalin would be kind of awesome. Mandalorian season four, it's going to be without Pedro Pascal as Mando, the Mandalorian who doesn't really have a name. We'll see how Dinjarin, his actual name, is, is going to take uh, go and see what see what's going to happen over there. It wants to do what it can do and be what it can be, I guess. Kel Mitchell drove himself to hospital in panic after he suddenly lost ability to swallow. This was a really, really big deal of the weekend. As a lot of write-ups on Kel Mitchell, who was back in the news, one for a lot of personal family issues dealing with um, uh, spousals and st- things. Two, he's back in a movie as Good Burger 2 is coming out, so it was good to see that. But the big issue that he came out was uh, he just had a serious uh, illness this weekend. He uh, took ill, worried about his hydrated, couldn't swallow. Drove him to the hospital, found out he had a bulging disc um, brought on by a previous injury. Um, pressing against his, uh, his nerve, which mimicking systems that he was going through, making it seems like he could not swallow, could not, not, not function. Uh, he uh, was treated, He's home, he's resting, and so all that is good. What is still out there are all the things that aren't so great, which are the other issues he's dealing with. And so we're offering up lots of positive energy, the thoughts and prayers that come out. For actors and people in general dealing with these things or that Kelly Mitchell is able to come out on the greater end and for all of his his family issues, all of his personal personal issues, come to some sort of resolution that is a lot less stressful for him going forward. And this was the really ironic thing. For some reason, last week, I had Kendra Wilkinson in my head. I was going to write something, I guess, because I had Kendra Wilkinson and a little Hank Basket, just kind of how essentially famous people who are famous for doing little, not, little, very nothing, She famous for dating a a porn guy with two other porn stars and then marrying a sort of subpar football star and doing reality TV. Kendra Wilkinson popped in my mind specifically on a thing I was going to do. Luckily, I have other things to do that are more entertaining, more interesting. But she's in the actual news. She did an interview recently with U.S. Magazine, Us, and letting us know that uh, she, now thirty eight years old, is feeling much better two months after a panic attack has sent her to the emergency room. She's been hanging out with friends and taking care of her babies and just being a regular lady. No real word on what she's doing, at least I guess you gotta read the article in us to see what exactly she's actually doing these days, how she's making money, what's happening on that end. But we do see that um she's dating someone. That's great. That's awesome. Not sure why she popped in my head, and at this point, not sure whether it's really worth moving on with popping in her head. But we do know that she's doing fine. So we know that. And the apologies, errors, and admissions section. We are not talking about Taylor Swift and her canceling her concert in Buenos Aires. She canceled it right after Travis Kelsey showed up. We actually talked about this, you know, Friday, so but it's to be kind of big deal. She canceled her concert in Buenos Aires because of The weather, it was a downpour. So it actually happened on Sunday where she changed some lyrics to um, one of her songs, Karma, to make it sound like she was cheering on the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yeah, we're still talking about Taylor Swift. We're still putting it in there because if we put it in there, the Google will hear us and we'll get more viewers, more listeners. That's what we do. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Brittany Mahomes, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Now, let's get on to our teaser story for this morning. This is a story we could talk about for tomorrow's broadcast, for things you might have heard, if you deem it worthy of the worthiness. That means this is a story that you guys want to really chat up. It's very simple. Go to our website. This is a conversationproduct.com. When you find out more details about us, we'll go into that in a moment. And find clicks to our links. Find links to our links to our feeds, I'd say. You can also just find us on Facebook and Twitter. Go directly to This is Conversation Project on Facebook and TH underscore conversation on Twitter slash X. And we can chat this one up But the headline reading. Keisha Knight Pullman says the Cosby show was, quote, bigger than one person, unquote, ahead of sitcom's 40th anniversary. Cosby show was iconic, still is iconic. And despite the fact that the tarnishment of the star, the namesake, Bill Cosby, this was groundbreaking television for everyone. Everyone, everyone, literally everyone in the nation was watching The Cosby Show uh, as it was battling. In fact, The Cosby Show was the big battler against uh, The Simpsons for a while until The Simpsons moved back to Sunday because, you know, didn't have to fight The Cosby Show anymore. And now we can't really talk about it anymore. They can't show reruns anymore. We can't really get into how life-changing the show was because of Bill Cosby. Keisha Knight-Pullman gives an interview saying that it's bigger than that. You really need to get into it as we hit a 40th anniversary of Milestone for the show. So check out the article, check out the link, and tell us if we're talking about this one tomorrow. Engage in the story. Like it, love it, hate it, share it, wherever you get to it. And it's that simple. If you engage in story, you get enough engagement. The higher score of engagement, more people engage in the story, better chance to talk about it. Tomorrow, for Tuesday all the way through Friday, we're going to give you eight stories in this rundown from the top 15. There's about 30 or so stories per day. So top half stories, get a chance and eight of those stories I will pull to talk about. Let's talk really quickly about our sponsor for today, and that is the Chess Store. Just like we were talking about Tim Scott on Friday, we're talking about the Chess Store again uh, from a Friday drop-in. Now, the Chess Store is a great way to get great chess stuff. You can't really do much more than that. If you are a fan of the game, you can get great chess sets and get beautiful chess accoutrements by going to the chess store online. Join through our link to get us a little bit of help because this affiliate link allows you to buy things from the chess store and allows us to get a slight, slight commission back from what you're buying. This is conversationproject.com slash door. This is TheConversationProject.com slash door. This is TheConversationProject.com slash the chess store and you can get as the video says you're looking at the video picture there chess sets you've been looking for uh wood sets metal and theme sets antique reproductions also plastic and travel sets that are great and beautiful and unique and luxury sets as well have something on your coffee table have something in your office have something to carry around when you're flying around so you can play chess in the airport lounge get it from the chess store and get it from our link to help us out just a tad bit get all your information about the Conversation Project at this is the conversationproject.com, our online home for the Conversation Project, where you can find the feeds there on Facebook and Twitter, but you can find links to the feeds, find links to various other places to find us in video, audio, and in written form. Find out how to be a partner and help us get better things done here throughout the internets and in our various spaces by going to our partnerships page and continue contributing there. And for absolutely nothing. Except for your, you know, whatever you, you pay for your internet bill or your phone bill, open up an email, send an email to the conversation inbox at gmail.com and let us know how we can do better, how we can do on all the things we do here for the conversation project. We thank you in advance for all the help, all the love, and just ask please, 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 please go to the feeds and just engaged there so we have things to talk about. Oh, thank you very much for all the engagement we had this past weekend uh, in the the weekly wrap-up. It was kind of a rough start because we dropped in a whole lot of stories we didn't actually cover in these daily shows because they were the gruesome, gritty ones that we just had had a chance to gloss over because I get a chance to curate the stories for the morning. But they were the ones you guys really engaged in the most, so we we did that. So thank you for all that stuff. And, of course, uh, thank you for dropping in on our YouTube shorts and our TikToks for the little things we had this weekend. A lot of big responses, including the early response to Tim Scott's leaving the campaign. Thank you for all that as well. And now, wrapping things up with some fun stuff for the day. Let's get into November thirteenth fun stuff. It starts off with a birthday. Always starts with a birthday. Whoopi Goldberg, whoopi, is 68 years old on the day. Happy birthday to Whoopi. Uh, the comedian, the actress, the political activist, the talk show host, the game show host, the... Uh, Mom, grandma, and just um, everybody's uh, kind of crazy auntie. She's Whoopi Goldberg, and she's out there doing the thing at 68 years old on this day. Today in history, going back to 1990, doesn't seem that long, but hey, that is officially 33 years ago. The World Wide Web began. The World Wide Web, the actual Internet that we know of, literally as we know of, and even know that's evolved, is only 33 years old, believe it or not. The first web address was info.cern.ch slash hypertext, the word hypertext, slash www slash theproject.html. And that website still exists. It's a very simple uh, text-based website with links to what you could find for the World Wide Web at the time and links to um, FTP uh, sites and things like that. So go check it out. It's there. It's interesting. It's not very intuitive, engaging, but it's interesting because it's still there uh, to see how the World Wide Web was and show your kids what the original websites looked like and watch them freak out because there's no pictures and there's no way to take pictures with it and it's not in your phone and it's all that stuff. Today, interesting celebration today. We're going with Sadie Hawkins Day. Now, we're skipping away from food and this is one that if you're some guy my age you you may have me think about all the dearth of various special programs in sitcoms where Sadie Hawkins was the actual theme. And for teen shows where the girls got to ask the guys out, which is essentially what it is. Sadie Hawkins is a celebration of empowerment, woman power. In fact, basically where women take over things, where uh, the the women would take over the government in a kooky sitcom and all of a sudden everybody would be wearing pink or something like that. That's how we rolled back in the, the, the early 80s. But there's an actual difference reason for this it stems from a cartoon plot line from al cap's little abner which you probably don't remember because it ran from um way way back in the day back in the 70s essentially uh and what happened it was a comic trip about the american south uh and just life in the south and it was kind of the fictional dog patch to kentucky where a rich man's daughter named sadie hawkins was so ugly she was 35 years old i'm sorry so homely she was 35 years old and unmarried She had to get married her her, her her dad was like we're doing this he gathered all the bachelors in town had a race they ran Sadie chased them and the man that Sadie caught was going to be her husband that's how we got there. From that, it turned into the thought process of a day of empowerment where women kind of take over stuff, and that's just how it is. So your Sadie Hawkins dance is where the women ask the men out. Uh, Sadie's Hawkins Day is where uh, the women take over traditional roles, although nowadays that's not so traditional. And it's all, bit, all been fun. Um, feminists don't really love their Sadie Hawkins Day, but, you know, your mileage may vary. With that... Your mileage may vary for your Monday, but hopefully it's going to be a great one. Monday, November 13, 2023, edition of Things You Might Have Heard is now all said and done. If you like what we did, go to your email and let us know at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. If you don't like what we did, you can do that as well. It's possible. I mean, we really like just tell us what you, lo- what you like about us, but you know, if you don't like something, let us know. We can work on that one. Make sure you like. Comment and follow us wherever you found this. Make sure you keep getting more of this. We do this thing five days a week and other things throughout the week to find. And stop by our website to find out where you can find all of us in all the places as well. Make sure you are staying limber, staying hydrated, and staying on task. I say that every single, um, for every single thing I do because life is a very, very long journey. At least it's supposed to be if you play it right. So if you're doing things to shorten your life and shorten your journey on purpose or just by default stupidity, don't do that. Just don't. In the meantime, we got this set for tomorrow. Tomorrow we have eight stories for the top 15 stories in your engagement. So go to our feeds right now. Stories right now are being posted in all day, all night, every 50 minutes or so. You'll see a new news story. Get into it. Let me know what we're talking about for your Tuesday. And enjoy your Monday so we can get to a glorious, glorious, glorious Tuesday.